The Texarkana Gazette is hiring. We're looking for an enterprising reporter to cover courts and legal affairs, including high-profile criminal trials and civil lawsuits. With two cities, two counties, two states, and federal courts, Texarkana is the perfect place for a legal reporter to thrive. If you or someone you know would like to join our busy Digital First newsroom, contact editor James Bright at jbright at texarkanagazette.com or 870-330-7550. That's J-B-R-I-G-H-T at texarkanagazette.com or 870-330-7550. Hello and welcome to On the Line. I'm Carl Richter. Recently hired Arkansas High School Athletic Director and Head Football Coach Trey Outlaw brings a track record of success to his new position. As you'll hear, he has worked with many of the winningest football coaches and programs in Arkansas. Guest host Andrew Bell talked with Outlaw about his goals for the Razorbacks, the team culture he aims to establish, the coming season's roster, and a lot more. Here's Andrew and Coach Trey Outlaw. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, Coach. We appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for coming in. Um, just got a few questions for you about kind of your background as a coach and uh, the journey that led you here to, to Texarkana and at um, Arkansas High School. So first off, um, how long have you been in Texarkana? Uh, today is my uh, eighth day of uh, practice. And so we're right at about two and a half weeks uh, of football going. Um, we've had uh, spring spring football, so we got all six days in, and then today is uh, finishing up our uh, second day of summer, and we've got a couple more this week, and be uh, be almost uh, football season time. It's it's on us. Yeah, and so how, how have you liked your time on campus and just in the Texarkana community so far? Oh, it's been awesome. Uh, Arkansas High and Texarkana uh, has some of the best people I've ever met. Everybody's been very welcoming. Uh, the kids are excited about work and excited about just a new beginning. Um, and I've not met one person that has not been uh, said one good thing or one bad thing about uh, Arkansas high football. So everybody uh, in town is uh, is all hog. And so it's a, it's a really neat place to be whenever you have a community that, that loves your program so much. So if you could tell me a little bit just about your background, just um, where you're from, uh, how you got into football, and then um, what led you here. Okay. Originally, I'm from Monticello. Um, from Monticello, I went and played uh, football at Arkansas State. Uh, during my time there, I played for uh, two head coaches, Steve Roberts, who is now the head uh, administrator for football in the state of Arkansas with the AAA, and then Hugh Freeze, who went on to coach at Ole Miss and now is at uh, Liberty, uh, a program on the rise. So two really good football coaches. After that, I uh, had opportunity to uh, try out for a couple of NFL teams, and you know just, that didn't work out. And so 
I got my very first job uh, coaching with a guy who coached me in high school. And so he had moved on to uh, a school in the eastern part of the state called Barton. And if you've heard the name Frank McClellan, he's the guy that has won, uh, I believe it was 10 straight state championships at Barton in football and won 15 overall. One of the wingest coaches in the state um, before he retired. I believe he was uh, upper of 400 wins. So that program there um, reminded me, reminds me a lot of this place here, uh, being Arkansas High with how much tradition you have. So worked from him. Then I left there, took a, a coordinator job at a school in called Gosnell. It's uh, right on the border of Missouri and Arkansas. Uh, after Gosnell, uh, got an opportunity to go back and work for Coach Pascal again, the guy who hired me at Barton at a school called Wynn, which is a uh, pretty well-known uh, football school in the state. After Wynn, I was uh, blessed with the opportunity to go be the athletic director and head football coach at Bearden, another uh, really well-known football school. And then um, I got a job opportunity to go be the defense coordinator at Eldorado for the past three years with a, a good friend of mine, uh, Stephen Jones, who was the head coach at Junction City before that. So I've been uh, been at really good football schools, uh, really good communities. And um, the one thing I know that uh, ties all these uh, together, and I include Arkansas High into it, is the uh, just the love for the school that the community has. So if you have that, you have a chance to be uh, really special. So you said you played Arkansas State. What position you play? I was a long snapper. Long so, snapper, okay. Uh, definitely a, a weird weird position. I kind of equate it to, you know, that middle reliever uh, guy that comes in and throws just knuckleballs, uh, you know, a specialist. And so um, the great thing about that is I got to sit in on every single quarterback meeting um, from day one. And so basically I, I was a quarterback in meetings and then – and during on practice, I was I was a long snapper, so I got best of both worlds. Where uh, I wasn't running for my life from big six foot six, three hundred pound guys, but I got to got to learn the game from some really good coaches. Yeah, you probably get a special connection with the backup quarterback who's catching all your snaps. Yeah, on exactly, those goals, exactly. Huh? <laughs> so coming from such a successful program at El Dorado State title in twenty twenty one, what was it that made this Arkansas high school program appealing to you? Well. Um, like I said, I work for a guy who I'm really good friends with, and that's the head coach there. And as soon as this job came open, he called me and said, look, I know you uh, when we hired you, um, we I wasn't going to be able to keep you. I think this is a job that you should look into. And so uh, what's really funny is I, I talked to Coach as soon as we won the state championship at the end of the year. You know, He asked me, he said, do you think you want to go and go back to being a head coach? And I told him I do, and, and – um, I listed some schools that I would be interested in. Arkansas High was one of them. I said, you know, if it opens up, uh, I'm definitely going to pursue it. And you know, it just that it, the fact that it opened up was was really unique and you, you, unique uh, opportunity. And so, um, why Arkansas High? Um, well, you have the tradition of of excellence here. You have a tradition of being producing really good football players and producing state champions. Um, it's a uh, it's really awesome to be the uh, only other head Razorback football coach in the state. So there's only one other person being Coach Sam Pittman that we're, right. uh, that has the same job title. So uh, I feel like we're uh, best friends because of that. <laughs> um, and so it's just – it's a really unique place. It's a place that loves football. It's a place that uh, backs their kids, backs their coaches. And so um, it was a no-brainer uh, taking – 
you know, pursuing this job. And El Dorado is a special place, but uh, being able to be the head head guy at a place like Arkansas High, no doubt. Yeah, and that, that was going to be the next thing I kind of wanted to ask you about is just the, you know, the history of this program, the original Razorback. I mean, how, how cool of a proposition was that to you when looking at this job? Uh, it's it's pretty awesome, and, you know, I I'm, I'm make a joke, my father-in-law, has not stopped texting people saying that his son-in-law is the head head coach for the Razorbacks. And so um, I think, like I said, Coach Pittman's probably going to shoot him a text telling him to stop. But, um, you know, I, I grew up a Razorback fan, uh, was a Red Wolf for five years, and I still support Arkansas State. But it's something special uh, when you call the Hogs. And so that was one of the questions I got asked in my interview. Are you going to have a problem calling Hogs? I told him, I've called the Hogs before I walked. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be – Nothing new for me. Um, so being a Razorback, being the first Razorback, uh, makes it even specialer. Um, being able to uh, put that hog on your chest or put it on the side of your helmet, it uh, it carries a lot of weight, and it's something that we don't take lightly and something that we preach to our kids that you have to earn the right to, to be able to put that hog on your helmet because you are literally the only school in the state that's a Razorback. You know, there's a lot of tigers, there's a lot of bears, but there's only one hog, to quote uh, Houston Nutt. There you go. That's right. And so, I mean, overall, the past five or so years, that program has been pretty successful under Barry Norton, besides last year, you know. So what what do you need to do, or what is kind of your plan to get, get them back on track of those four years before last year? Well, any time that you replace a uh, a guy that I would consider a coaching legend with, with Coach Norton, had very gr- good runs and good teams and at Texas High and then comes over here and makes deep runs and – um you know, you battled through COVID, and it. You, we, I believe that the aftermath of COVID kind of affected last year, um, and we're not going to use that as an excuse. And so what you do first off is you come in and you see what he did successful, and then you start taking your personality and things that you've learned and you tweak it a little bit, and you're not, you're not reinventing the wheel. You're just trying to improve upon it. So um, thankful for the shape of the program that Coach Norton left it in. Uh, and so, you know, we're – we're going to be there pretty soon. I, I really believe that. And, you know, Norton, a lot of success. But that being said, I mean, bringing in a lot of new staff, a lot of new coaches, if you could talk a little bit about the importance of establishing your own culture at a program. Right. Well, this is a very unique opportunity because, you know, if you think about college, you hire a new coach, typically he brings in all of his, his assistants. Well, if you hire a high school guy, you get what you what you got. Um, and so – uh, is a cursing and, and a bless blessing at, at the same time. Um, Coach Norton had some really good guys. Um, unfortunately, before I ever got hired, they were all planning on leaving. And so it wasn't a, well, you know, thank goodness it wasn't, we, we didn't hire a guy on staff, so we're leaving, so we don't have that, that turmoil. It was just they were moving on to uh, an opportunity that they felt like was better for them. And so the blessing is I get to bring in guys that I've worked with, that I've known, um, that I really trust and respect. And so um, I've one thing that I've promised our administrators and our parents and our kids, we're going to bring in good football coaches, obviously, but we're going to bring, bring in even greater men. Uh, I fully expect these guys to change our kids' lives. I expect to teach them how to be fathers, how to be husbands, how to be successful uh, Arkansans uh, when they graduate, uh, and just be able to get learn to give back. And so – uh, I think that a big part of coaching football is teaching our kids life skills. And so that's uh, that's really exciting to bring in guys that I know will do that. Very important stuff. And what are kind of some of the biggest 
experiences or lessons from your um, previous coaching stops that have kind of helped you get here or that you value most most in a head coaching role? I'm a firm believer in you surround yourself with uh, guys who are smarter than you or guys who are wiser than you and have have had more experiences and you just, you pick their brain and you take what they've done to be successful and tweak it to, to match you. And so, like I said, coach, uh, played under a guy who, um, is, was, is now the head of AAA uh, football, played for a guy who was SEC football coach, played for a guy who is the highest active winning, uh, win, winning his coach in, in the state of Arkansas currently right now with Van Pascal at win. Um, Steven Jones is one of only three coaches to win. A state title at two different uh, schools currently. So um, blessed to be around guys who are really successful and just taking what they've done and putting it to what we what we're going to do here. And I think that's a blueprint for success. Now I know you haven't been here super long yet, but if you could talk about a little bit just some of the philosophies or kind of schematic styles that you look to implement. I mean, like on offense, are you looking to be more pass heavy, run run heavy, or does it kind of just depend on what players you have? I don't think you ever want to put a, a round peg in a square hole. Um, but with that being said, I'm a firm believer. You do what the defense does not want to see, and then defensively you do what the offense doesn't want to see. And what I mean by that is uh, as as a defensive coordinator, I really did not like teams that had the ability to be in multiple personnels with the same kid. So if they have a kid who could play receiver, fullback, and tight end, you really had to pick your poison. Do I match up? Uh, smaller so I can cover them, well, now they're going to run the football on me. Do I match up bigger so I can stop the run? Well, now they're going to throw the football on me. And so that's a uh, that's something we look to do offensively. We want to run as many plays as possible. We want to put the ball in space and get it to our best players. Um, I think when you when you do that, you, uh, you have a chance to succeed. And so offensively, that's what we're going to do. And then defensively, it's all about stopping the run. Um, we're going to load the box. We're going to make sure that we always have two more guys in the box than they have. Um, we're going to invite teams to try to throw the ball downfield and deep on us. Um, and I just really encourage people to go watch the uh, state championship game on YouTube. And so um, that's a really good example of what we're going to play defensively. Uh, in that game, we set a state record of uh, 12 sacks and only gave up a negative 44 yards rushing. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to punish teams that want to drop back on us and, uh, really make teams, uh, play left-handed, so to speak. So, uh, you know, teams that want to run football, they're going to have our time because they're going to run against, uh, a box that's not so inviting. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. And if you could tell me just a little bit about the talent that you have on your roster, maybe some of the position groups that are strong or where y'all are most confident in. Well, um, the neat thing about this is I'm coming in and I'm learning uh, 70 to 80 new kids, um, learning what they can do. And so I I looked at it like this. Instead of you've always been a receiver, you've always been a running back, let's, let's look at you on offense, let's look at you on defense and do what's best for our team. And so we found some kids who uh, – who maybe have been uh, buried on the depth chart a little bit at receiver that can come in and start for us on in the secondary. And so uh, I think the big thing right now is evaluating our kids, uh, figuring out who's going to be able to help us out on Friday nights, and then taking those guys who maybe are not ready and um, implementing a full JV schedule, which is what we're going to do. And so um, the, the main thing that we're going to make sure our kids get to do is play football, whether it's on Fridays or Mondays. And so that's how you build a program and, you uh 
you, you definitely have to evaluate uh, where you're going to be good at. And so uh, that's what we've really been doing for this last two weeks and going to continue that until uh, we're, we're set with who we want at what positions. So you talk about kind of repurposing players at different positions. How difficult is it to teach a player a, a completely different position? How long does that take? Well, the crazy thing about it, like we're we're teaching our kids brand new offense, brand new defense, brand new everything, and so uh, everybody's uh, essentially on uh, equal playing ground, and so um, it's not as big of a concern, it, you know, moving a kid from receiver to the secondary because they're all learning new schemes at the same point, and so. Um, I'm a firm believer if if you're a good football player, you're usually a good athlete, and if you're a good athlete, you're going to be a good football player. And so, um, you know, th- those that are really good, the learning learning curve's not very sharp for them. So it's it's usually pretty easy. So you're so are you kind of coming in with a clean slate as far as like doesn't matter if you started last year, doesn't matter how high on the depth chart you think you are, it's just everybody same slate. Definitely, we're going to play the best kids, and so if that's if that means we play twenty two seniors, it's twenty two seniors. If it's twenty two sophomores, it's twenty two sophomores, and it's going to be like that every single year as far as a clean slate. Uh, I think you do that because it keeps your kids hungry, it keeps them from being satisfied, and uh, you know it's human nature. If you if you feel like something's just given to you, you're not going to work as hard for it, and so that's something that we really preach to our kids that you know we have no starter right now that we're going to uh, have a starter come August. But it's up to you guys to figure out who's going to be be the starter, and that's by showing up and working hard every day. If you could talk a little bit just about the talent level in this region and Texarkana in general compared to, I guess, other places you've been. Well, um, you know, I spent the last uh, three years in 6A, and so uh, one thing I'm really thankful for is not having to drive to Mountain Home and Jonesboro and Green County Tech and um, Siloam Springs. So those five and six-hour trips on a Friday night just for conference is uh, definitely going to be a blessing. But we have what I believe is probably the best conference in 5A. Um, and you, you just look at Camden, who has been was pretty dominant last year. We played them the last three years at Eldorado, and they gave us everything we wanted the last three years. Um, big numbers. They have numbers. They probably had more players than we had at Eldorado. So good football team there. Uh, Parkview, um, I think that they're probably everyone's uh, – favorite uh in the state right now and it's because they they produce a lot of d1 guys and so they may have smaller numbers on their team but with those numbers they probably have five or six uh guys who have opportunity to go play power five football and so um you look at those two teams uh to start off with good football programs led by really good coaches um and then you look at guys who are in our in our conference as well with uh hope who is really on a rise. I think they have a good coach there, um, and they're getting better. Uh, Hot Springs, uh, Coach Burnett's done an awesome job turning that program around. Lakeside is uh, is a team that's always tough to deal with. Um, let's see, we also have DeQueen. DeQueen is getting better. They just hired a new coach, and so I know that they're going to be hungry to play hard for him. And then um, I can't think of the other teams off the top of my head, but I go and I look at our schedule, and it's, uh, it's no easy win. You, don't, you will never – Walk in there and say, you know, hey, this is this easy win. We don't have to practice very hard because we play a really tough uh, schedule and non-conference schedule. And so, um, you know, that's the great thing about playing our conference. If you are uh, successful in our conference and you make the playoffs, usually you're gonna have opportunity to have a pretty good year uh, and pretty good run in the playoffs because you're already uh, battle tested. So, when you first kind of met the team, what was your first message to all the players? Uh, number one, uh, we talked about our core values. And so we have 
uh, three core values that we're going to put on uniforms, our helmets, and our locker rooms, weight room, everywhere. And so uh, it all starts with LEO. Uh, LEO is an acronym for love each other. Uh, I'm a firm believer that our teammates have got to love each other. Um, and that's something that it's hard for a 15, 16, 18-year-old kid to do. Um, they tend to be taught, hey, you got to get yours. You got to make it about yourself. Um, but if you make it about yourself, you're not going to be a very good football player. You're not going to be a very good team. And so we are really um, talking to our guys intentionally every single day about caring for our teammates and what that looks like. And it's not uh, putting them down whenever they mess up, but it's, it's building them up. Next is family. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the guy I played for at, at Monticello and coached for at two different spots uh, was big on team. Um, he would say team to us 500 times uh, a, a practice just to, to build that into us. And so I've taken team and, and turned it into to family because that's something that, that our kids have. Um, you know, most of our kids, they don't come from the traditional, you know, mom, dad household, some of them. Um, come from a household that's only a single parent, and we tell them that's okay because you got a family with us. And so each letter in family has has a meaning. F is faith, faith that the good Lord gave uh, to each and every one of us to have in each other. Um, if I'm the quarterback, I've got to have faith that that offense line is going to block for me. Uh, next is attitude. Attitude is how we talk to ourselves. Um, at some point this year, we're going to be down to football game, and so we can either say, "Hey, it's too hard. I'm done." Or we can say, hey, we got this, and we're going to fight. And so um, that's something that we really hammer our guys on, um, especially in the weight room. We, we try to make it really hard for them. And so, um, you know, you can either say, this is too hard, I can't do it, or you can talk to yourself in a positive way. Next is M, mental toughness. It goes hand-in-hand hand with attitude. Uh, if you're going to be a good football player, you better be mentally tough. And so um, they do not put rings on guys who uh, – who are not battle hardened and, and are not uh, a, a tough person. Um, next is I for integrity. Uh, we tell our kids every day, we will tell you the truth. And so if you are uh, struggling or if you are uh, not up to our standards, we're not going to just uh, baby the kids and tell them, Hey, it's okay. But we're, we're going to have uh, grown man conversations with them and, and sit down and look in their eye and tell them that they're not meeting the standard and they got to get there. Um, next is L love. We're going to love each other. Um, and then finally, it's wise you. And so you uh, is our community, use our football players. You got to be involved. It takes every single one of our uh, of our people from uh, the from Texarkana to the school district, to our administration, to our players and parents. Um, we need them. We've got to have them. And so in order for that to to in order for us to experience success, uh, they've got to be involved. And so uh, that's family. And the finally. Uh, the last one is WTD, win the day. Um, and I'm a firm believer in uh, visualizing your success, but you don't just happen to win a championship. The way you win it is you show up today and you work your butt off and you win every day, every rep, every uh, uh, period, and you you do that every single day. And so, um, you know, if you, if you skip a day, guess what? You don't get that day back. And the only thing that we have in common – with any team we play in the state is time. We don't have the same facilities, same coaches, same uniforms, same players, nothing. And so um, we do have time in the the way that we're going to win. We've we've got to focus on today. And so that's three big core values that uh, that we install into our kids and uh, and preach to them every day. So I know really long answer, but it's something that uh, that we that we put a priority in at Arkansas High. 
Long and a great answer at that. Uh, but so what are y'all's or some of your ultimate goals coming in? You know, just things you hope to accomplish um, as a team throughout the next couple of years. Well, the goal every year is to win a conference championship and then a win a state championship. It doesn't matter if we have 11 kids on the roster or if we have 111. Um, I'm a firm believer if you go in and thinking it's okay to lose that game, you might as well not play. And so I don't care if we're playing um, Alabama or some 2A school that's just playing football for the first time. We are going to uh, have the mentality of we're about to win this game. And it goes back to that mental toughness that we talk with our kids. Um, I don't care if we're playing on grass, turf, or the Walmart parking lot. Just put the ball down and let's play. And so um, not only are we going to um, show up, but we're going to expect to win. And we've got to have that attitude. And uh, honestly, we, we, we need to have confidence and borderline a little bit of cocky, but uh, we you better be confident. Um, and so that's something that we want our kids to know. So expectations are high. Expectations are to win and win fast. Yeah, you kind of got to border that line between cockiness and uh, and confidence, I guess. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I guess what are some of your goals personally as a coach? Like, or, do you hope to coach collegiately one day? Or uh, right now, and I, you know, I say this with all honesty. I'm at my dream job. Um, I have. Uh, hopefully about 30 more years of coaching in me. And I would love nothing more than for 30 years to, uh, to be at Arkansas high. Um, in fact, I'm leaving here to go, uh, sign the papers on the house. And so, uh, we're in our dream house, our dream, dream job. And so, uh, this is home. And so I, um, I actually told my assistant soup earlier today, said, yeah, I just deleted my resume. So hopefully you you don't fire me. I don't need that thing anymore. So, uh, this is where I want to be. That takes some confidence right there. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, all right. Well, that's about all I got. Is there anything you'd like to add, Carl? Could you tell us a little bit about your family? I, I'm sure a lot of people would be interested yeah. in getting to know you guys. All right. So um, I've been married for three years to my wife, Brittany. Um, funny story about Brittany. We grew up uh, less than half a mile from each other. Uh, she's from Monticello also. We always went to uh, uh, Razorback games, and our families were really close. And um, – you know, I, I like to tell people that I, I chased her for about 25 years until I wore her down. And so, um, you know, we've uh, we've been married for three years right now, um, and it is, it's just us. Hopefully one day we'll be able to uh, add to the, the Razorback population here. But uh, she's a second-grade teacher, going to uh, teach at one of the elementary schools here uh, at Arkansas High. And so, um, you know, we say we, we've always been Razorbacks, so now it's official. Everybody wants to know about the future of the Arkansas High Texas High game. Is that something that's even on your radar or what well, yeah, so you know, Texas High, I have a whole lot of respect for them. I know it's a rival. Uh the coach there has done a tremendous job uh building that into a powerhouse. And so I'm a uh I like to consider myself a historian and so when you think of rivalries uh, you know, you think of Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, and Auburn. Um, and to me, you think of Arkansas High and Texas High. And so it's a it's a game that I, I really hope that we, we get back to uh, playing every year. And, you know, when we play those guys, it's not going to be out of hatred. It's going to be out of respect for them and about love for our teammates. And so um, you'll never hear me say anything bad about Texas High because I think that they've done really well there. Uh, like I said, I have a lot of respect for the coach. Um, and I think he does things the right way there. 
Um, and so, unfortunately, right now, the next two years, we are locked in contracts with uh, other non-conference teams. But at the end of those two years, definitely uh, hope to be able to make it work and find something that will uh, be able to bring our, our city back together because I think it's really good whenever we uh, were able to bring the Texas side and Arkansas side together and just uh, you know build our city up because uh, that's something that we need. And so um, it's definitely a priority for me. It's something I have a lot of respect for. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to getting that game going again. That probably makes people happy to hear right there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't resist asking you about your name. I've never heard anybody named Outlaw. Okay. Such, a cool, such a cool football name. Yeah. Well, um, there was actually – I'm not the first coach Outlaw. So there was a John Outlaw um, many decades uh Earlier than me, he's. Uh, I'm actually related to him. He is, uh, as far as I know, the only coach to ever win a state championship in Arkansas and in Texas. Hmm. So big, uh, big shoes to fill. Um, he is a uh, Arkansas legend, a Texas legend, and so um, you know I, I get asked that a lot. Uh, yeah. And so um, you know it's funny. You go to Walmart and you give them your last name, and they're like, "Is that a nickname?" It's like, "No, it's, <laughs> it's my name. Here's my driver's license." So. Um, it's something that uh, I do take a lot of pride in. Um, you know, I think that that's something I want to teach our kids. You know, you take pride in your last name, and so uh, you only get one of them. And so uh, I appreciate you asking that that question. It is definitely a unique one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you had any kind of nicknames playing off of that since when you were a player? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, someone will, like, playing baseball, you go play at a – you know, in high school, you play another team, and they'll play, like, walk-up music. And so they'll play, like, Tim McGraw's Indian Outlaw, yeah. all that stuff. So uh, – <laughs> Yeah, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. So um, you definitely you, you definitely hear some uh, unique uh, catchphrases from people about your last name. Well, thanks for answering that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for taking a little time to talk to us. I know you're really busy. Well, thank you guys. Anytime I get an opportunity to, to represent our players, represent uh, Arkansas High, uh, I'm going to take advantage of it. And so, you know, anytime you want our guys on, let us know. We'll get them here. Absolutely. That sounds like fun. Awesome. Thank you. Go Hawks. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. On the line is a Texarkana Gazette podcast recorded in Star Bear Studio, right here in downtown Texarkana, USA. Follow On the Line on Twitter at OTLTXK and on our website, TexarkanaGazette.com slash podcast. To support the show, post a positive review wherever you get your podcasts. The show is written, produced, and edited by yours truly, Carl Richter. And I'd love to hear from you. Email me at krichter at texarcanagazette.com. I'll see you next time on the line.